Good morning, friends, fans, listeners, everyone out there, and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Friday, March 4th edition. I am your host, Santino, and I'll be running this one solo for you. Good buddy Dave Menkoff is on vacation. Nice. Uh, he's also in the Northeast, taking a nice vacation out there, getting out of the cold, right before we hit springtime, hopefully shortly. Um, we have a nice nine-game slate here for you on this beautiful Friday. I'm doing this one night before, late Thursday. Um, there's still one game to be played. The late game is just starting. A uh, little, little into that, but not all the way there. That one's the Lakers Clippers, 10 p.m. But that's a different one. We'll get here on this nine-game slate. Before I jump into it, I wanted to know that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner here at Sports Ethos. That is Thrive Fantasy. You can prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code Ethos when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. So go do check it out. And again, that is promo code ethos upon signing up. All right, we got a few games, a lot of early games in this docket. Uh, One game at 10 p.m., one game at 9 Two at eight, two at seven thirty, three at seven. So not many late games. Uh, it's been a theme the last couple that I've been on. Uh, but we'll throw the first one out there. We have the Indiana Pacers taking on the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we won't have an official injury report for them. Now we don't have a spread for this one either. But on the P- the Pacers injury report, we have Duarte, Batatse, questionable. Lance Stevenson, probable. McConnell, Rubio, Turner, Warren, all out. Uh, For the Pistons, Bagley, Frank Jackson, likely to be on the injury report. Uh, They did not play Thursday. And then we'll see who pops up on uh, the injury report after the back-to-back. Starting with the Pacers, they are the away team. Now, Halliburton at 8-7 is not as enticing now that Malcolm Brogdon's there. Uh, He's still putting up over 40 fantasy points. Still really solid. Three straight games, though, of single-digit assists. Uh, Brogdon had 8 and 11 rebounds in the last one. 65 fantasy points for him. Um, Him playing 41 minutes, the game did go a couple overtimes there. Uh, But him playing a lot of minutes and now being another ball handler, shot creator for everybody, it's kind of dinged Halliburton just enough, even though this is a fantastic matchup all around. Um, Jalen Smith at 5,200 is a great option. I don't think he's going to play 37 minutes again, like last game, uh, but he should be in the high 20s, low 30s. He's he's now the preferred. He's not starting, but Isaiah Jackson's getting into foul trouble a lot. So at 5,200, uh, he does make some sense. He's just beaten that value four straight times now. Uh, even in a game that he got the boot left early four straight games, 16 uh, double digit fantasy points each time, nothing under 24 fantasy points, couple in the thirties. 
uh, one at high 29. So I think Jalen Smith is solid for value here. Uh, depending on Duarte's availability, Lance Stevenson might come back and play. I don't think he starts now with Brogdon there. There's Halliburton, Brogdon, Heald, Brissett, Jackson are probably going to start. Uh, but that is something to keep it consideration on and an eye on, especially if uh, Batadze doesn't play, maybe pushes people down a little bit. But um, I do think Brogdon at 7,600, I don't know how he's going to respond playing 41 minutes that last game. Uh, and if maybe they hold him out as a precaution because of that. But if he's going to be playing in the minutes he's played, uh, he played 31, 29, and 41 uh, in his three games for coming back. 41 fantasy points and 65 in the last two. Uh, if he's going to see a workload in the mid-30s at under 8K, that is a solid price tag against this Pacer team. Um, well, not Pacers, Piston team. Uh, so if he's still ready to go full complement of minutes there, uh, he is a guy I like. Buddy Hill is pretty much the same price as him, and I much prefer uh, Brogdon there. Uh, but those are the guys I'm looking at right now. Isaiah Jackson, if Duarte doesn't, I mean, not Duarte, if Batatze doesn't play, Isaiah Jackson is a guy that I want to play, but his foul trouble issues, especially the last three games, he fouled out in 23 minutes last game, uh, had 16 and seven, but he just had six fouls. Uh, two games before that, he had four fouls each in 18 and 20 minutes. Um, that is troublesome. If he can stay out of foul trouble and see mid-20s or high-20s minutes, that's a very, very good price tag. It's just a matter of uh, foul trouble there. But this matchup should... Be very good for him as well. I'll take the chance on Jalen Smith as the safety valve, uh, but Isaiah Jackson has the higher upside of the two. On the other side of the ball, these guys are going to be in a good matchup as well. Uh, both these teams, this is going to be a high-scoring game of two teams playing for with an eye on the future, trying to evaluate their players, young guys, uh, see how everybody fits, see what to do there. Um, not many people... On the low end that I really like here, I don't really want Isaiah Stewart either. Uh, if I had to pay for someone, Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, do make some sense for me. Probably won't go there at their respective price tags, uh, but I think both are going to actually bring back value here. Uh, so I don't hate them, but I do like other people in that price range. And then again, this is going to be a high-scoring matchup. Uh, I'm going to lean towards Grant and go with that $500 discount. I think uh, 35, 40 points is well within reach. For him, I think other people, uh, I, again, I don't think I'll go here a ton, but he's certainly going to be in my player pool, and he's the guy that I like the most in this matchup. Um, Cade Cunningham is averaging 40 points against this Piston team in two matchups, or 39.5 if you're going to be exact. I do think he's pretty solid here as well. Uh, him and Brogdon are the same price tag. If there's some iffy news on Brogdon and... Um, Mentioning that he might, he's probably not going to play over 30 minutes again after playing 41 in his third game back. I don't mind switching over to Cunningham and getting more exposure to this game, but I do prefer Brogdon a little bit over those two. Um, but that's probably it. That's who I'm looking here. Depending on the injury report, if other people miss, say, uh, Jackson, Bagley are out again. Diallo, who's been battling injury, maybe he misses. Uh, I don't know. If things open up for a Kelly Olenek or a Corey Joseph to see higher minutes, then yeah, I'll take them. But if it's the same lineup, then I'm probably going to leave it as is. And jump on over to the next game. We have the Atlanta Hawks at the Washington Wizards. Um, no spread for this one. We do have an injury report 
The Hawks are also on the back end of a back-to-back, uh, so we won't have anything on them. But on the Wizards, Bradley Beal, Vernon Carey, Kristaps, Porzingis, all out. Trey Young played through injury. Uh, Okungwu, Collins missed that last game. We'll see if they play in this one. Probably unlikely, but we'll jump on over to the Hawks side of the ball. They are the away team here. Uh, Trey Young is averaging 42 fantasy points against this Wizards team in two matchups. He's been on fire. Uh, very solid here. It's going to be another matchup for him. Probably won't go there again. Uh, I am looking at Capella with Okungwu out, uh, with Collins out. Capella is going to be up for uh, more minutes in this one. In Thursday's loss to the Bulls, he had 14 points, 17 rebounds, two blocks, played 29 minutes. Uh, the game before that, on the first, he played 30 minutes. Uh, so if there's without a Kungu, his floor uh, is a little bit better. Now he can reach more of his ceiling without this guy, uh, without a Kungu there, and especially without Collins, another guy who can play center. They're not really just going to throw everything at Gorgie Zhang. Um, Capella's been kind of babied the last couple months, but at this moment, if, again, Collins and Kungu not playing, then we can throw him in there a little bit. Uh, Kungu's in the concussion protocol, probably not going to get cleared. Collins has been questionable the past couple games. I don't know if he'll get cleared, but that does help Capella, especially in this matchup, too. Uh, if you can see 30 minutes, 6200 is a solid price tag for him. Uh, but this rotation was very slim. There were six guy, main guys. We had Young, Capella, uh, Bogdo, Gallinari, Hunter, and Herter. Those were the main guys. Everybody else just filled in. Uh, that's where you want to look in this matchup. Gallinari at 5-1 if Collins doesn't play again. Um, slightly interesting. I don't really love any of them, though. Uh, at 5-1, 4-6, and 4-5 for Gallo, Hunter, Herder, and 6-K for Bogdo. I don't really love anyone. Um, if these guys, even though they're going to see 30-plus minutes, uh, I think we have some better options there. But they're not they're not terrible. I'm just not going to start my lineup with them and then build around. If I'm in that range, uh, they'll be amongst the people I, I look at, but not on the higher end of that list. On the other side of the ball, Daniel Gafford is 4,100 now. Uh, still not playing a ton of minutes. He only played 20 in the last one, but he brought back another 24-point fantasy point outing. Uh, three straight games, he has at least 24 points. Double-digit scoring in each of them, uh, stocks in each of them. Uh, 29, 24, 20 minutes with Porzingis ruled out for this one already. <clears throat> and probably a lot of Capella that we'll be seeing. He again, makes some sense at 40, uh, 4,100, even though his price tag jumped up a little bit. Thomas Bryant would make sense too, but he's hasn't played a ton of minutes there, uh, in a while. I know they have a 44 point minute. I mean, 44 minute outing with them in this one, uh, like three games ago, but that's not a, that's an error. I don't know why DraftKings hasn't fixed that yet. Um, Corey Kispert, decent option for a very cheap price tag. Uh, three out of the last four games, he's had over 21 fantasy points. He can bring back okay value, not huge upside there. But <clears throat> with Advia playing, um, we thought Advia was going to be missing a little bit. But with Advia playing, it's not the greatest. Um, I think Gafford is the one guy, I think the price tag just very solid here uh, that I like the most. Kyle Kuzma at at 9,400, just a little, little high priced up in this matchup. Um, <clears throat> he's going to be playing a lot of four, some five, but just priced out of my range in this one um, for that. So I'm going to be looking at Gafford and, and leaving the rest alone here. 
On the next matchup, the last one at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Philly is on the front end of a back-to-back. We have a 220.5 game total for this one, and the Sixers are 5.5-point home favorites. Karis LeVert, Colin Sexton, Dylan Windler, Rajon Rondo, doubtful. Charlie Brown, Miles Powell, Jaden Springer, all listed out, but they're all in the G League. Uh, we will start with the Cavs for this one. <clears throat> Garland is playing through an injury right now. Uh, a lot of potential for, or a lot of opportunity for him without Lavert, uh, without Rondo's doubtful. Uh, he's getting he played 33 minutes in the last one. He's going to be running the show as usual. Um, he wound up putting up 33, four and three on 22 shots against Charlotte in um, his first game in two weeks been injured with that the other night with that said it was charlotte not philly defense is not nearly the same neither is the pace um and he still looked slightly injured uh he, i mean not i shouldn't say he looked slightly injured he just didn't look like himself i, I don't want to go at him at 7900 even though under 8k is a very good value for him uh he'll be in my player pool but not someone i'm gonna look around look to build around uh, I need a couple more games from him to get a look at him or in a better matchup uh, before I can go there fully. And I don't really want Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. going to see a lot of Embiid banging him uh, very low <clears throat> as he does. This is a game probably not going to have much exposure to on this side of the ball. Again, might have some exposure to Garland if I fall around that price tag and, and I have that money left uh, because he is under 8K and he's still... Very, very good, even just coming back from a couple-week injury uh, and then being on and off before the All-Star break as well. Uh, but there's not much to like on this side of the ball at the moment. On the other side of the ball, we have Embiid, we have Harden. Uh, both could certainly be in play, even in a tough matchup. Harden is only 11.5, I should say only, but he's $300 cheaper than Embiid. Uh, he's just fit in seamlessly. I know two of those three games that he's played already have been against New York and the other were against uh, Minnesota, but uh, man, he looks rejuvenated once again, just like he did when he was traded from Houston to Brooklyn. Uh, doesn't look like the, the guy who's not trying anymore, but I think 50 points is again his, his floor here. Um, he's just taking a liking. Embiid gets a lot of easy bucket, or he gets a lot of easy buckets to Embiid. Eleven uh, five, you can certainly be in play for both of these guys at their price tags, but I'll probably lean more towards Harden because of the twin towers that we have there in Cleveland. Uh, both these guys are going to get to the line regardless. Then I'm looking at uh, Maxi and Harris. Harris hasn't fit in yet. I do want to attack him under seven K, uh, but I'll probably give him a one more game because this is, is a tough matchup. Another game or two before, I think he feels a little bit more comfortable. And we can't attack him. He might be at 6-4 next game or 6-5, and that's super cheap. Uh, Maxie's in a pretty solid spot here. Uh, he's been real solid with Harden. Three straight games with Harden, uh, 42, nearly 40, and 36-plus fantasy points in three straight games. Uh, 28, 21, 25 actual points. He's been really, really good getting all that defensive pressure off of him with Harden there. Uh, but this might not be the matchup that you want to attack him at 6-6. Six, six. Uh, I'm probably going to leave most of these guys alone outside of the big big Harden or a big Embiid. I said I lean Harden. I won't 
fault you for taking a shot at Maxi. Don't mind it. Uh, I mentioned Grant a couple hundred dollars cheaper uh, earlier. That's probably where I'll I'll go in that right price range or uh, Clint Capella. I know they're both two different positions there, uh, but two guys that like in that near near that price range um, more than him that we already talked about. On to the next one. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Chicago Bulls. No spread for this one. The Bulls are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we don't have an injury report for them. Um, the Bucks have George Hill, Pat Connaughton, Brooke Lopez all out for this one. Uh, the Bulls had Lonzo, Caruso, Pat Will all out for the game uh, on Thursday. See if anybody sits on the back end of a back-to-back, but we can't predict that yet. Um, I do believe I mentioned that the Sixers were on the front end, but if I didn't, they are. Sorry about that. Start with the Bucks since they're the away team. I mean, um, Giannis is on this slate. There's a lot of big names on the slate. Uh, Giannis has been awesome. No matter who he's playing, against Miami, he had over 60 points the last two games, I should say. His one game against the Bulls, he had 55. He scored 30 actual points. Didn't have many assists, only three. Uh, his season average is six. 12 rebounds, 55 fantasy points. He was really, really solid. Didn't shoot great from the field, though. Only 11 of 23, uh, under 50%, which doesn't happen a ton. He's shooting 54% on the field. <clears throat> I think he's. you can put him in play here. The matchup is solid, but probably harden a little bit. There, um, I don't mind Middleton. I think Middleton for a cheaper exposure to this team, and you're saving nearly five hundred or five k there. Uh, I think Middleton can have a really solid game against these guys. As one game against them, he had forty three actual points, only scored sixteen. I mean, he had forty three fantasy points, only scored sixteen actual points on fifteen shot attempts, only made six of them. Uh, but he had ten rebounds, six assists couple stocks uh very much filled it up i don't think his shot's going to be off that much in this one and i i do like middleton here to uh bring back some value there bobby portis going against his former team at 6-6 i do like him as well in his lone matchup against these guys he had over 31 fantasy points uh had a double double five of 15 shooting one of seven from three i don't think he shoots that bad again he'll probably have some good open shots with Vucevic on him. Uh, so I do like him here as well as a cheaper option at 6-6. But I do like a couple other guys in that in that price range, uh, like Capella a little bit more if Okongwu um, and Collins are out again. Uh, those are probably it. Drew Holiday, don't think the matchup is bad without Caruso and Lonzo, but I uh, would rather just go to Chris Middleton on the same team, pretty much the same price tag. On the other side of the ball, DeRozan, Vooch, Levine, the three big guys here. Um, DeRozan is the is the guy that I would attack of those three. He is the most expensive by almost 2,000 and 1,000 comparatively. Um, Vooch is not a bad price tag at, at 9K if you wanted to save some, some, some money there. Uh, but probably won't go to him as much. Uh, Levine hasn't been... It's more so being DeMar's team lately. Uh, DeMar's the guy that's closing, and that's where I want to pay up if I have that money. Uh, And if I want to save a little bit, I'd rather just go to Vooch 
if it's not about position. Uh, so I like those two guys to have better games than Levine. And then I'm looking at AO at 5,400. He's still starting. He's still playing a lot of minutes. Um, his lone game against Milwaukee played over 39 minutes, shot two of nine from the field, had under 22 fantasy points, which wasn't great. Uh, but he's been really solid lately. Outside of that clinker against Milwaukee, uh, Memphis two games ago, he's been just loading up on minutes. Uh, and three out of his last four, including that dud, he has 30-plus fantasy points. So at 5,400 in a solid matchup, I think you can just look at him. Uh, he's been bringing back value. Even if you look a couple more games after that, I said three of four. Uh, five of his last seven games, over 30 fantasy points. Just been real solid. Uh, outside of that one dud. So we can look at him too outside the big three. Jumping on over to the next game on the docket. We have the Orlando Magic taking on the Toronto Raptors. Magic front end of a back-to-back. Raptors back end of a back-to-back. We have Bobo, Jonathan Isaac, Maurice Wagner all out for the Magic. Uh, no spread for this one. Don't have an injury report on the, the Raptors, but Van Vliet missed another game. OG is going to be out a couple weeks. Uh, Thad Young, DJ Wilson also missed Thursday night. So we'll keep an eye on Van Vliet, Thad Young. Uh, but Van Vliet, I mean, OG is going to be reevaluated in about two weeks, they said. Jumping on to the magic side of the ball, who are the away team. Uh, the Raptors kind of fell off a little bit. They were hot, hot, hot feeling, hot, hot, hot. Then they started playing a couple bad games, and they picked it up a little bit. And then it's kind of hit or miss right now. Uh, so I don't think the matchup is as crazy as all the red that you'll see when you're on here. Uh, but I'm going to leave the point guard situation alone. Cole Anthony, 6'6". Uh, and that's including Jalen Suggs, 5'7". Mark Elf, with Markel Fultz back now and playing mid-team minutes for his first two. Uh, he's been pretty solid, but that takes a big chunk out of Cole Anthony. Uh, now Gary Harris is probably... is. is Moving up in the in the ladder, there's a lot of mouths to feed in this uh, on this team. We don't know where they're going to come from uh, each time. Jalen Suggs has been solid, even in the two matchups against Indy, which Fultz played uh, 38 and 26 fantasy points. Uh, probably just won't go there though. <clears throat> um, looking at the squad, Mo Bamba at 5-2 is a guy I'm intrigued with. He played 34 minutes and 30 minutes in the two games against um, the Pacers. If he's going to get back to that workload where he had two double-doubles, then at 5,200, that's super cheap for us. Uh, If he goes back to the lower 20s, mid-20s, still think you can bring back value. Obviously, the upside is not there, uh, but we'll chase the upside here at 5,200 and hope he plays minutes in the 30s uh, because 5,200, if he's playing minutes in the 30s, is just far too cheap. In this matchup, we know you can attack the centers on whatever centers they want to throw at you on Toronto. So um, Obama would be the one guy that I'm keying in on the most because of his price tag. Uh, I think Carter Jr.'s bring back value all the time anyway, uh, but at 8K, that's a little pricier. Um, and Franz Wagner had a big game in the last 128 actual points, six rebounds. I'd rather just go to Bamba, though. Uh he is the, the guy that I'm, again, keen in on the most here at 5,200. It could blow up in our faces. He might see 19 minutes, 24 minutes. Uh, but the upside for him to get 24 or 
34 minutes again or even 31. Uh, it's big for 5,200. Toronto side of the ball, uh, it's very hard to peg him. We know that OG is out, so there's a starting spot up for grabs here. Uh, and that's been going to Ken Birch, who we can just leave alone, to be honest. Uh, Precious has outplayed him. Dad Young didn't play in this last one. Boucher's not really playing. Leaving the front court alone, depending on if Dad Young is out again, then Precious makes the sense at 4,200. Boucher could make more sense at 4K. Uh, won't do Birch, even though he's going against his old team. He's just not been playing well. Uh, but Van Vliet is the big news here. Does he play? Does he not play? If he doesn't play, Malachi Flynn, they're just riding the starter. So Malachi Flynn's going to draw another start at only 3,900. Yeah, take a chance on him. Uh, didn't have the greatest of games Thursday, but that's fine. Um, if he's going to be playing minute, if he's going to be playing starters minutes in a uh, Nick Nurse led team, then that's going to be a lot of minutes. Even on Thursday, he played uh, 27 was the lowest he's played since he's drawn the starting lineup, and uh, he still had 11 points, three rebounds, and assists to steal. I think we'll see a little bit more minutes in this one anyway. Um, but something to keep an eye on. And again, if Dad Young doesn't play, Boucher, Precious do become more in play for me. They are seeing more minutes than starter Ken Burke. He's the, Burke is really just starter in name. He's the only starter that's not going to be force-fed minutes here. Um, but outside of that, if Van Vliet does play, then I'm not really going to look at a guy like uh, Scotty Barnes that I want to look at um, or Pascal Siakam, who I can give more looks to. Um, but we'll see. Nope. They're just playing stuff now. Uh, yeah. So I'll keep an eye on Freddie Van Vliet's status. If he plays and he's ready to go, I do really like him at 8,500. It'll be, certainly be in my player pool. Uh, and I'll keep precious there because I think he's going to play a good amount of minutes. Also, Scotty Barnes will be teetering. Uh, but if he doesn't play, then Malachi Flynn, we can load him up. Uh, Scotty Barnes, I really like there. And then if Dad Young doesn't play, Precious and, and Boucher become more intriguing to me. Uh, but Precious is there right now, either way. All right, jumping on over to the next game. And before I do, I want to give a shout-out over to our guys at manscaped.com. Uh, the number one men's below-the-waist grooming out there. And don't forget... To use the promo code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. Also, go check our pals out at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there. Uh, I love playing on mybookie. It is awesome. And the last one that I'm very, very much also a big fan of and I use myself, ExpressVPN slash hoopball to get three bonus months on a 12-month subscription. Again, that's three bonus months. Type expressvpn.com slash hoopball, and you'll get three bonus months on a 12-month subscription for ExpressVPN. The best, in my opinion. And you know what? It's probably a fact. It's definitely a fact because I think it's easy. I've tried multiple. Uh, best VPN out there. All right, we're jumping on over to the next game at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves, the last team on a one end of a back-to-back. -back. They are on the front end. 
Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. No spread for this one. We do have an injury report. Uh, Ant Edwards out. Jared Vanderbilt, questionable. And then the Thunder. Lou Dort, Derek Favors, Josh Giddy, Ty Jerome, Mike Muscala, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Aaron Wiggins, Kenrick Williams, all out. Laundry list for these guys. I'll throw it over to Minnesota side. He's going to throw it over to my co-host, but he's not. no one's here. I'll throw it on the Minnesota side. Without Edwards, that opens up a lot for a D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns on a Pat Beverly. All three of those guys will be in play depending on how much you want to spend. Um, but without Russell, I mean, without Edwards, that opens up a lot of shots, a lot of opportunity there for all three of those guys. And those three are the ones that are going to take the most advantage of it. Yes, you can also look at Malik Beasley. He might even draw the start here, but I think McDaniels will. Uh, there's a lot of extra opportunity for Beasley as well. At 3,200, he's, he's certainly a punt play or McDaniels, uh, especially in this matchup where there could be a lot of scoring opportunities if the game gets out of hand. Um, but Beverly at 5K is is very intriguing to me, uh, depending on how you think his minutes are going to roll out. It, they haven't really done much lately, but there should be more opportunity for him here, potentially to see 30 minutes. Uh, and then Russell and Towns are going to just heap the rewards, a lot of that. <clears throat> those extra shots, those extra um, creations run the offense through these two guys. So I look to the, those two the most. Uh, with the end, with an eye on D'Angelo Russell at 7-9, I think he's uh, better suited here to take advantage. Cat has really taken a backseat for the most part anyway, and I'd rather save that uh, $2,200 there for Russell. So he's my preferred play on this team, but there are a couple there. And if Vanderbilt does miss, we could see a Towns-Russell uh, McDaniels might start at the power forward. Could see Nas Reed get extra minutes there. Uh, and then again, Malik Beasley is there potentially as well. On the other side of the ball, a lot of goodness over here too. Uh, Shai is just playing fantastic basketball at 10-3. That's not a bad price tag, to be honest. I think he's going to – he's just feeding. Without Josh Giddy here uh, to be another shot creator, there really is no one else. Trey Mann kind of, but he – um, he's kind of forced into being more of a playmaker, but we don't have Josh Giddy, uh, Dort. There's no one there for him. Ty Jerome is another guy who was handling the ball a lot, but it's really just shy and and what he can create. Uh, everybody else that's playing behind him now, like Theo Maladon, um, Vic Kregge, these guys have barely been in the NBA this year. So uh, shy at at ten three, certainly in play for me. And then the rest of the guys, to be honest, uh, Baisley, Mann, Pokemon, Roby, they're all in play at their at the respective price tags. And I go backwards. Uh, I really like Roby at 4,600. I know he just had a career-high scoring game at, at 26 points. Um, They're seven rebounds, five assists, and stocks. Those stocks are real. And he's bringing back value pretty much every game uh, lately. Or not every game, but every other game. And he's been doing really well here. I think it's going to continue even in a tough matchup, there's just no one behind him. He's got to be force-fed minutes, and he has a very good fantasy game. Likewise, Pokemon, uh, no one really behind him. Everybody's hurt right now or resting. I don't know whatever you want to call them. They're hurt or tanking. <laughs> but Pokemon should be bring back value once again here. Uh, 4900 another solid option. I'm not so much I'm, – I'm much higher on those two guys, especially with the price difference than Baisley. Uh, but Baisley's been pretty solid as well in the front court, so I'm not going to – 
discount him, but I'd rather just attack the other two. Uh, and Trey Mann, he's has to be more of a playmaker here and, and more of a in getting more opportunity because there's a lot of people are out. Um, but again, I do prefer shy Pokemon Roby the most. You can look at the other guys in Krecky. Uh, Sar is playing a lot of minutes. Maladon, just because they're getting, they have to play. They have to play minutes. Uh, they're playing high teens, low twenties. If you want to take a chance on a pump play at thirty-two or thirty-one hundred, you can certainly look there. Can't fault you. Um, but if you want more value, guaranteed value for for price, I would just try and pay up for Roby or Pokemon if you can, uh, which are a couple hundred or a couple thousand more. Uh, still under five k, still value plays there, and then. Shy if you have it, because we know he's just getting force-fed usage here. All right, jumping on over to the next game, we have the Utah Jazz taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, we do have a total for this one, 227. The Jazz are five-and-a-half-point road favorites. On the injury report, we just have Jared Butler as questionable for the Jazz. Kyra Lewis, Larry Nance, and Zion Williamson all out for the Pelicans on the jazz side of the ball. Uh, it's just going to be a good spot for these guys. Uh, Donovan Mitchell went off in the last one <clears throat> that these guys played against Houston. He had 61 fantasy points, but he's been really consistent lately. Um, <clears throat> and this is another good matchup for him in three games against new Orleans. He is shooting 40, pretty much what he shoots in away games uh, for the season. He's shooting Pretty much exactly what he's shooting on the season. Getting a little bit more rebounds on the season. Uh, a little bit more assists than he does normally on the season. Uh, nothing crazy on the averages. And he's averaging uh, roughly 41 fantasy points. I think there's some room for improvement here on this one while he's on a heater. But I don't think you need to run and and love it. Uh, with Mike, with the news that they're going to ramp up Mike Conley, that's something that's interesting to me. I heard that... Mike Conley is going to be playing more minutes now in preparation for the playoffs. Uh, that was before the last game and the last game did go to overtime, but last game he played 34 minutes. So if that is something that is accurate and wasn't just a, um, something that they're just puff piece type of thing, Mike Conley at six K in this matchup. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, again, take that as you will. They might not, really uh ramp them up extra minutes this early maybe they'll wait a week or two but that's what they said before the last game he wanted to play in 34 minutes uh and if he's going to be playing in the 30s higher than his his season average right now which um <clears throat> to be honest is, is quite low at 28 if he's going to be jumped that to 31 to 33 minutes that's a lot that's a big difference there and i, I do like him especially in this matchup uh but he'd be Pretty much the one guy that I'm I'm keying in on here. Just taking a chance, see if that's accurate. Uh, that, that they are really going to ramp him up. Uh, outside of that, you can go Mitchell. I do think there's a lot more options on the slate though. Jumping on to the other side of the ball, similar situation. Don't really want to attack Utah. Um, Ingram eight three. He's been on a roll, but <clears throat> his peripheral stats been a little over the map. Uh, he's not rebounding as much as we'd like five rebounds exactly in four straight games. Uh, the assists are starting to come back up. Now he's getting used to playing with McCollum. He dropped 33 in the last one against Sacramento though. Uh, in, in 
three games against Utah, he only has 29 fantasy points on average. He's shooting under 30%, under 28%. So uh, that's going to bounce back. That's got to. But again, I'm not going to pay 83 for him. I'm not going to pay for McCollum either in this this matchup. Uh, he also shot the 41% in his lone matchup against these guys. I'm going to leave pretty much everybody alone. Jay Val, almost 8K going against Gobert. I'm okay. Uh, Herb Jones, I would take a chance on normally at 45, but I'm going to leave this matchup alone on this side. Next game, we have the Houston. I said almost said Houston. Uh, the Houston Rockets. I almost did it again. Houston Rockets taking on the Denver Nuggets at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The only game at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we have a 233 game total. Which of the three? I don't know why we never get game totals anymore until uh, early the next day. But 233 game total. And the Nuggets are a whopping 14-point home favorite. Uh, we have Murray, Porter, Jr., Klatko, Kinkar, uh, Zeke, uh, all out. Zeke Naji is questionable. Dennis Schroeder is questionable. And Usman Garuba is out for this one on the Rockets. I'll start with the Rockets. And if Schroeder is out, Kevin Porter Jr., to me, is in play at 6K. This is just uh, 14-point spread is huge. Uh, Porter's only played two games against these guys. He's averaging 60, 16 fantasy points in 24 minutes. I'm just gonna. I'm hoping other people are scared off by that. Uh, I'm not. Um, those don't tell. He he's been hurt in the games, <clears throat> in one of the games. Um, Tate is not on the injury report for this one. He left the last game after the first two minutes, uh, under three minutes. Uh, came back, played another eight minutes then left for good with an ankle injury. But he's not in the injury report for this one unless that was a mistake. Um, and if it was, then K.J. Martin at 3,700 is a play that I really like here at only, again, 3,700. He played 36 minutes in the game against Utah. Looked really good. And even before that, he was making a case for more playing time. He's been seeing pretty, outside of the game against the Clippers, I've been seeing a pretty consistent role in the, in the mid low to mid twenties there. So um, if that was a mistake and Tate is out or questionable, KJ Martin makes a lot of sense here at 3,700 in this matchup. Uh, outside of that Porter jr. Is a guy I'm, I'm looking at a little bit and Jalen green while he's coming on at 5,300, uh, another guy uh, 39 fantasy points in the last one, 33 before that 41 fantasy points, three games ago uh, mixed in with a 28. He's been bringing back value. I don't mind taking a chance on him again. Uh, especially if that 14-point spread holds up. There's a lot of garbage time where they're going to let Jalen Green do his thing against backups, and he's been pretty pretty good against that. Eric Gordon's another guy who uh, he they, they put him off the injury report uh, on this one, so him and, and Garrison Matthews probably going to even out there. But uh, if I had to pick the people I like, which I do, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, and potentially K.J. Martin there are the three on the Rockets. Uh, some stuff to like there. On the Nuggets side of the ball, 12-6 for Jokic. And a 14-point spread, which could be a blowout. It's it's tough. Uh, he's averaging under 50 points in two games against the Rockets and averaging just a sh- uh, 30 and a half minutes. So with all the other studs on the slate, I'm going to leave Jokic alone. Um, here, <clears throat> Monte Morris has been kind of dookie lately. Gordon Barton, probably not going to just go heavy a lot on this 
matchup with with these price tags. Uh, Barton, though, at 5'8", do think it's a pretty solid price tag. Uh, guy's been pretty solid. I think he can bring back near 30 fantasy points if he sees enough minutes. Um, Bones Highland, though, is a guy I'm looking at and have some interest here. I played 22 minutes in the last one. Before that, zero. Seven and then 17, 17, 17. Uh, but he dropped 19 fantasy or 19 actual points in 22 minutes in the last game against OKC, where they got beat a little bit badly. Um, if this is another blowout type of scenario and that the 14 point spread zooms while they're home, Bones Highland, we know if given the opportunity in the second half, especially uh, the guy can heat up. So 3,600, don't mind taking a shot at him. Though, I think there are a lot of safer um, Hail Marys on that Thunder team because we know the minutes are going to be there for some of these guys we may never even have heard of before uh, a couple weeks ago. But on the Nuggets side, uh, Barton is probably the best choice for me. Outside of that, really just want to leave it alone. Uh, jumping on over to the Knicks or the next game, uh, which is the Knicks, the Knicks next game. Um, we have the New York Knicks. Taking on the Phoenix Suns last game of the night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No spread for this one. We do have an injury report. Devin Booker is out. Health and safety protocols. They was said today that it was probably an inconclusive test. So that could change. And that's going to change up a lot of things on uh, their end. But Kaminsky, Paul, Sarich all out also. Um, Kemba, Rose, Quentin Grimes out for the Knicks. Start with the Knicks. R.J. Barrett has been real solid. 7,700, though, um, even though he's four of the last five games at least 40 fantasy points. But against this one, probably not going to attack it much. His one game against the Suns, that was with Chris Paul, though. Uh, he only had under 16 fantasy points in 31 minutes. Just three of 10 shooting. While he's on a groove, I can make a case for taking him at 7,700. Uh, but still... It's a tough sell. Randall, no thanks. Fournier, no. Burks, I know he's playing a ton, but no. Mitch, no. Um, two people I'm looking at, Cam Reddish, got some minutes in the last one and closed. Uh, 3,400 if he's going to see more minutes here. Yes, quickly, same reasoning. He didn't close, but um, something's got to change. Burks is not a point guard. Really quickly isn't, but... They should see what he does here. Uh, and then a guy that I'm just interested in. I don't think he's even with the team. But Miles McBride, a lot of stuff with him. He was recalled uh, from the G League on Wednesday. He's going in and out, in and out. But uh, Tibbs made a point that we're playing who we have. They don't have a point guard. They don't really have a traditional point guard. He is a traditional point guard. Yes, he's a rookie. Yes, he was a later pick. Um, yes, Tibbs doesn't like rookies, but... And you don't have a point guard, why not try him out? The season's pretty much lost now. They are, in my opinion, they're way too far to to make a comeback here with the way they've been playing. So, uh, Miles McBride, Emmanuel, quickly. I'm interested to see if they will get some run at point guard other than outside of Alec Burks. I think they should try and do that. And Cam Reddish. Um, those are the only guys outside of Barrett if you really want to take a shot at uh, that I would... But at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we probably won't know all of this before tip-off. So tread lightly, friends. Uh, on the other side of the ball, again, this is a lot to tread lightly, 
friends. Because Devin Booker heard today a rumor it could have been an in- inconclusive test. Uh, if that's the case and he tested pos- or negative and then tests negative again, then there's a very good chance he plays. And if he plays and you have a ton of um, Cam Johnson or Campaign or Aaron Holiday uh, or Landry Shamet, if you have exposure to a lot of these guys and all of a sudden Devin Booker plays as the only late game, that's rough. Uh, that's very rough. So, again, enter at your own risk. Uh, this is a 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, Booker plays. All those guys take a hit. I do think Payne is still pretty solid. <clears throat> he only played 20 minutes in that last one, though. 25 fantasy points at eight assists. If Booker does play, though, and he's still on a minutes limit, uh, I can't go to him near 5K. Uh, Cam Johnson took a little hit. Aaron Holiday's not going to do that again if the same thing. Neither is Shemette. Uh Probably not going to have much exposure, even in a very good matchup, to most of these guys just because I don't know what Booker's going to happen. Uh, and I can't put Booker in my lineup and then him not play. And we don't find out till 930 because there's really no alternative. Um, so unless we have definitive information beforehand, and we we know, especially early in this year when uh, positive tests were a thing, definitive information on the COVID tests uh, was not easy to come by. So it's very hard. Um, but unless we have definitive information, I got to leave most of these guys alone and just look at the guys we do know should have value regardless. Bridges, Aiton and potentially Crowder, um, and Crowder's still dependent because if Booker plays, Cam Johnson's going to get some more of his minutes, and it's a whole thing there. But Bridges and Aiton are the two guys we know shouldn't be affected either way, uh, but I still don't want a ton of exposure to these guys on their at their price tags. So it's pretty much, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to avoid because don't know what's going to happen with Booker. All right, well, that does it for today's Friday's podcast. Uh, nine game slate before I head on out of here. I can throw my favorite player tiers out there. Um, <clears throat> might have some interesting things. Uh, first one favorite high price play. I'm not going to go with the crazies. I'll go with shy because 10, three against Minnesota, uh, with all those people out, especially giddy giddy's the most crucial for him to be out. Uh, just the usage is insane. And, yeah, I don't mind. I I love Harden. I'm gonna pay a lot, eleven five for Harden, uh, but I'll lower it down a little bit. And I think Shy is just awesome here. Um, favorite mid tier play? There's a lot of them. I'm gonna have to go with the higher end here though. And D'Angelo Russell, same matchup. Uh, no Russell. I mean, well, no Russell. No Edwards. Without Edwards, that's a big. Big advantage to this guy. Uh, he's been playing against a lot of people who have been backups or haven't even been in the league in the Thunder side of the ball. Like the Thunder's bench is a bunch of people that just came up in the G League or just got signed. Uh, never heard of them before. So uh, D'Angelo Russell, very much in play here. And I might have to go. I, I don't want to do a clean sweep on this entire game, uh, which I plan to do. But now that I'm about to do it, I don't really want to do it. So. Give me one second. Let me change that clean sweep up uh, for you. And I'll go. This is injury dependent, but Malachi Flynn. um, If Van Vliet misses again, people might be turned off to the more poor performance from Malachi. And he didn't even see 30 minutes in this one. Uh, But against Orlando at 3,900, sign me up. And hopefully we have that news beforehand, which we should. Uh, That game 
tips off at 7.30, which is half hour after the first game. So we'll have news on that. But, yeah, sign me up. And that's it. Well, thank you again for tuning in. We will catch you again tomorrow. Have a good night. Peace.